Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Crooked Sticks, the community of conversation where we encourage your faith. Thank you for joining. My name is Gabriel Brown, and I am your host. Thank you guys for joining. I pray that you guys are blessed by this podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and leave a rating if this is your first time listening to this podcast. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode. Thank you guys for joining. Let's go. Today, we're going to be talking about how to listen to God, how to hear God. Um, Man, I have struggled to hear God for the longest time. It's actually been like a a problem for me um, for a while. And, And it wasn't until recently that I began to hear God more clearly. And obviously, there's still some ways that I desire to hear the Lord more clearly, but as of right now, I haven't been able to hear him more clearly. I haven't been able to, where I am right now compared to where I was is night and day in terms of my hearing ability. And I'm going to reveal to you guys three things that extremely helped me in my ability to hear God. Number one is the fact that I am seeking to hear God. I think if you guys think about it, right? For those of you who keep saying like, I want to hear God, I struggle hearing God. The first step is already having a desire to do so. Many people don't even have the desire. It's crazy. Many people don't even have the desire to seek God out, to seek his face, to know him, to hear from him. Most people don't want to do that. And so if you're already doing that, if you're already like have that in your soul and your heart, it's burning a burning desire and a burning passion to hear God's voice, then you are on the right track. And I want to offer that to you guys as encouragement. Don't be dismayed by where you guys are right now. You know, growth does not happen overnight. If you look at this garden around me, there's a reason why I called the, uh, called the channel, called the platform, Gabriel Be Planted. It's because In order to be planted, you have to be rooted in good soil, but also the process of growing, the process of becoming more and being fruitful takes a while. This garden was not planted overnight. And there are some beautiful plants and flowers and trees and all types of things inside this garden. And it does not happen overnight. And so you cannot expect God to grow the things that need to be grown in you after one session of prayer after five, 10 minutes, an hour, you can't expect God to grow those things in you immediately. It's going to take time and you have to be prepared for that time that's gonna take. The second thing that I would say to help you guys hear God's voice more clearly is reading his word. And this is so basic. And honestly, I can become neglectful reading the word. This doesn't have to be something that you spend three, four or five hours doing. If you want to, please go ahead. But There's something very powerful about watering a plant a little bit each day instead of missing five days of watering and then pouring a whole bunch of water on the plant. 
right? The health of the plant will be drastically different if you are watering daily continuously. Really, life is a matter of consistency and constantly being watered. And now we're being watered every single day. But the real question is, what are you being watered by? Are you being watered by the spirit? Are you being watered by the word of God? Or are you being watered by the world? Are you being watered by social media? Are you being watered by um, mainstream media? Are you being watered by, you know, modern day music? Are you being moder- Are you being watered by the things that are going to seep into your mind, seep into how you see the world and eventually seep into your heart, right? Um, Jesus says that man is not defiled by the things that comes into them, but they are defiled by the things that come out of them. And so the things that come out of you are actually what comes into you. And so Jesus is saying is like, you're not gonna be defiled by the things that you watch or you see, but you will be affected by them. And then what you speak, what you say, what you do, the fruits of what you've been exposed to, that is what defiles you. And so if you want to hear the word of God, you have to fill yourself up with God. If you want to hear God's voice, you have to know God's voice. And that brings me to my third point, which is Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice. And so we're gonna go directly to that chapter because, oh my goodness, man. I believe it's in John. Okay, so we're gonna read John chapter 10, starting at verse one. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. But the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep to listen to his voice. He called his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. So for those of you out there, I'm going to read this part again. And it says, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out on all his own, he goes on ahead of them and he and his sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. All right, so let's keep reading. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate of the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thieves come only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. When the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is hired hand. He is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loved me, loves me, is that I lay down my life and only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. Ooh, that's powerful. See, y'all think you killed Jesus, but Jesus gave himself up to die. Plot twist. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. 
I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This, I com this command I received from my father. The Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, he is a demon possessed and rav raving, mad, raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. But the others said, but others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? And so what that means is Jesus saying, my sheep know my voice, right? That means if you were a sheep of Christ, you will understand, not understand, you will hear his voice. And understanding comes from spending time with them because the sheep are always around the shepherd, right? The sheep follow the shepherd, but the shepherd also protects the sheep. The shepherd leads the sheep, right? The shepherd guides the sheep. The shepherd feeds the sheep. There's so many... There's just so many analogies. That's why Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. Um, so my sheep know my voice. What does that mean for you? Well, that means that in order for you to know his voice, you have to spend time with him so you can recognize his voice. I want you to think about it like this. When infants are born, um, in the first few months, uh, it's, it's incredible. I've seen some videos where Babies will start crying and then their parent enters the room and speaks to them and the baby stops crying. Right. And obviously the babies don't have like this new level of consciousness. Right. They don't they don't understand their existence. They don't even really fully understand that they exist yet. You know, they're still coming to terms with that level of understanding. And so so many things are happening in the world that frighten them, unsettle them, and their response is a cry, an outburst, right? And so the parent walks in the room and they end up talking to the child and the child like immediately stops crying. And what's crazy is, it's because the child recognizes the parent's voice. And there is something very comforting about recognizing the voice of the one who loves you. Our relationship with God is no different. In fact, for those of you who have children, I would say it would just actually reveal your eyes more about who God is to you in your life or who he should be to you in your life, right? When we call him father, Abba father, we're not just saying like, oh, like pops. No, like that's, that's a, there's like a, there's a parent, like child relationship, right? in terms of like we are all children of God, there is an actual child like parent relationship. And so if we really think about that, just like in basic terms, the more time we spend with our parents, the more time parents spend with their children, the more they recognize their voice, right? And so treat your relationship with God the same way. Don't think it's so complicated that you can't reach him, that he can't hear you, that, you know, there just seems to always be another thing getting in the way because I believe those things too. Um, I remember so many times I was talking to my parents and I was just like, I feel like I can't hear God and I'm praying these things and I'm asking him these things and I feel like I'm getting no answer and I'm feeling so lost and I'm feeling so hurt, alone, isolated. Um, and I don't know what to do. 
And I feel like God is the one I should be talking to because I feel like no one else can help me, right? Like it'd be different if I wasn't seeking out God for help, but I'm going to him and I feel like he's not helping me. Um, and in my journey of being able to hear God, that has been the most challenging aspect of it, right? The challenging aspect of it is growing the muscle to hear God. And that's really what it is. It's a muscle, like spiritual ears, it's a muscle because it's just not gonna happen right away. And for some people, it does happen right away. You know, I have some friends who <laughs> God speaks to them and they like, oh snap, for real? And they good. Not me. <laughs> no, sir, not me. It took me some time. And I'm in such a better place now. I am in such a much better place because I have been spending time with God, because I've been intentional about seeking out his face, seeking out his word, seeking out him. And God has brought people along, brought community, has brought friends, brought mentors, people to help me in my walk um, in life and my walk with Christ. And my encouragement to you all is your ability to hear Christ and to hear God is not proportional to how much God loves you. Your ability to hear God is not proportional to how much God loves you. Just because you think you can't hear God or you think or believe that he's not responding does not mean that he has somehow casted you aside, okay? If we talk about the good shepherd, Jesus is the one that leaves the 99 and go after the one that has strayed away. And if you are that one, take heart and believe that he is coming after you. But at the same time, if you are seeking him out, if you might be astray, but you are running frantically around looking for the good shepherd, he is coming for you as well. And so there is something comforting about knowing that as you are looking, he is looking for you too. And so your ability to hear God is not proportional to how God feels about you. As a matter of fact, it's independent. It has nothing to do with it. Two things can be true at once. You can feel far from God and God can still be close to you, right? You can feel far from God, but God can still be close to you. So I wanna leave you guys with something from James chapter one. And I gotta hand it out to my boy, Simon. Yes, sir. My boy told me about that James verse and I was like, are you putting me on my boy? So we're gonna read James. Turn to James chapter one. And it says, oh, wait, you know what? We're going to just read at the beginning, chapter one. It says, James, a servant of God and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings, salutations, <laughs> trials and temptations. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. We should talk about that. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know what? We'll come back to that. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Because when you ask, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. I've highlighted both of those things. First, you must believe if you want to hear from God. Second thing, you must believe and not doubt. Because one who doubts 
is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. What is double-mindedness? <laughs> Let's look it up. Let's look up what double-mindedness is. And I'm not going to lie, the double-mindedness definition is trippy. So y'all really need to stick to this one because double-minded meaning. Okay. Double-mindedness. Wavering in mind, undecided, vacillating. Think about it. Double-minded. You have two minds op- occupying one, right? Ooh, I just thought of a verse. And we're going to go read it. We are going to go read it right now. All right, check this out. Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. Why should your mind be any different? Right? One part of your mind is fighting with the other part of your mind. And honestly, that picture, that image right there of double-mindedness is already a spiritual battle in itself, which we should probably talk about next. Double-mindedness is what's keeping you from being able to fully embrace who God is. Because a part of you is like, I want God. And then a part of you is, I don't know, maybe it's this fear, maybe it's this rejection, maybe it's this uncertainty. Right. But as Jesus said, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined. If you're divided against yourself and double mindedness and what you believe, according to James, you will be unstable in all you do. Right. This is what it says right here. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double minded and unstable in all they do. I don't need to add anything else to that. This concept of hearing God is so. It seems challenging at first. Um, and it is. I'm not even going to say it's not. It, it, it is challenging. Right? Hearing God, growing spiritual ears, growing a muscle to hear God's voice. It is challenging. And now I'm at a point where I just feel like I know what the Lord is saying. I know what he's telling me. He's telling me, go talk to this person. He's telling me, get up at 6 a.m. He's telling me, he's just telling me things. And it's, it's so comforting to hear the voice of God. But I want you to know that where I am now is not where I was a year ago. And it's not where I was two years ago. And so I want you to think about where you could be spiritually a week from now, if you read your Bible, say four days out of the week, right? Where would you be a month from now if you read it every single week? Where would you be a year from now if you read it every single month? Now put prayer into that, right? Put praying to God, put journaling, put quiet time, put seeking the Lord, put getting in community, where could you be a year from now, right now, with your faith if you chose to be consistent in this area the way you might be consistent in other areas, like going to the gym or watching Netflix? You know, consistency, shoot, I mean, consistency is powerful. The power of small, man, I'm telling you, the power of small. 
Maybe I'll do an episode on that. The power of small. Um, and if you look at this garden around me, this garden was not grown by pouring large amounts of water and then it grew. It was watered daily in increments with small amounts. The power is small. So do not rush the growth of your faith because God is going to take his time with you. He's not going to rush what he's trying to do in you. But if you are asking the Lord to speak to you, if you are seeking to hear God's voice, you are already doing what you're supposed to be doing. I have to say that. If you are looking to hear God's voice, if you're looking to hear what he's saying, if you're looking to hear from the Lord, you are doing the right thing. Because I felt like before when I was praying and I wasn't hearing anything, but I kept praying and I kept asking God to speak and I just kept looking for his voice and I thought it was going to be audible, like Daniel or something. I'm like, I don't know. I kept asking to hear his voice um, and to hear him speak and hear me, hear him talk to me. And I just became so discouraged because it wasn't happening the way that I thought it should. It wasn't happening the way that I thought it should or the, the way I wanted to, you know, I thought, you know, God was going to show up in my room and talk to me. And he very well could. Right. I have heard stories. Um, I have friends who have had incredible encounters with God. And in no way do I discount their stories of the supernatural. Right. But in most cases, sometimes to get to supernatural, you have to start with the natural. You have to start with the foundations of your faith, which is just getting to know who God is. How in the world can you hear God's voice if you don't even know who God is? How in the world can you trust what God is going to tell you if you don't know who he is as a person, know who he is as the father, right? Know who he is in the spirit. You have to know who he is in all three in order to be able to test and, and know who God is. Um, and this, this idea of, of, of hearing God and, and knowing God is not just an idea, but it is, it is a, is it a fat, it is a facet of the faith, right? It is a facet of the Christian faith. The facet of the Christian faith is getting to know God so well that you can hear his voice and it's going to make sense. And I have been searching and I am, I am so thankful and so blessed to be able to hear him more clearly than I have in the past. And before, believe me, still now, there are some times that I'm like, God, <laughs> you need to say it a little bit louder because <laughs> I cannot hear you. I'm serious. Like, there are times when I feel like that man is whispering so quiet where I'm just like, I did not hear that. And so be patient. Be patient. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in to Crooked Stakes, a community of conversation where we encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, if you like today's topic, be sure to share this with someone who you think could really benefit from this. Someone who you think might need the encouragement, might need the instruction, the guidance. And I pray that this is really helpful for you guys. If there's a topic that you'd like me to discuss, feel free to reach out on Instagram at Crooked Sticks, Crooked STX, or to my main Instagram, gabriel.b.planted. Um, if you haven't already, be sure to check out our YouTube. We're starting to grow over there. And um, guys, let's have a great rest of the week. 
I will see y'all when I see y'all. Peace. <laughs>